tell me how I got so small? Flippity-floppity, skibbity-scoppity, trippity-doppity, gwibbity-gloppity, fribbity-froppity, ribbity-frockity, shtippity-doppity, goo. Ta-da! Ah, that's our cue, folks. It's another installment of Kingdom Hearts by Hearts. I'm your rat in a hat, Kevin. Joined by my fat cat, Marshall. And today we're talking about Castle of Dreams. And I want you to imagine that to the SpongeBob rainbow hand motion. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a mild middling time. Um, but we'll, <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, yeah, so it's the Cinderella episode. So. <clears throat> yeah. When we last left off, uh, let's see, Tara had not committed heart aside, <laughs> heart napping. Uh, he's doing okay. Um, and Aqua did nothing but kind of saved the day. And Ben also just kind of did nothing except beat up a bunch of poor innocent dwarves and then just I guess he escorted Snow White through the woods. But <laughs> our princess journey continues in the everlasting ambiguous land of Cinderella. I think it's France because mm. they say chateau, but that's all I have to go off of. So Hmm, hmm I would say indeed. possibly I know we um I'm trying to think back to like think back to what we've watched so far, like over the course of like the entirety of the show, because like, yeah, some I feel like in a lot of the earlier Disney projects they don't really they there's it's like generic right land here Fant. they don't really Fant talk Fant about it land. too much. Yeah, exactly. Like I guess because I'm thinking recently because the new Little Mermaid trailer dropped today. Like that's specifically Atlantis, but we don't mention what the above land is. Yeah. I think the only one that comes to mind is Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Might mention France. They say bonjour in the uh, opening song, so I think that's a pretty big tip of the hat. But Yeah. Yeah. It's usually just generic princess land. <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah. On that note, this is an interesting one because I feel like in some ways this world adapts into really re cind Cinderella Cinderella really well Cinderella Cinderella well um gotcha but in others I feel like it's one of the worst in the game so <laughs> yeah it's very uh, hot and cold much like uh, one Cinderella the movie which mm -hmm. is my pivot to our Disney corner. So, we watched Cinderella, and now we're going to talk about it. So, Yep. 
What did you, uh, well, first of all, as we discussed last week with Snow White, what did you, what is your history with this, this particular piece of cinema, and what did you think watching it this time in the year 2023, <laughs> which is nearly, uh, 73 years later, came out in 1950, there we go. Yep, it was 50 on the money, so literally the middle of last century. So, in a very similar vein to Snow White, this, the, it, spoiler alert, this is also going to be for <clears throat> our next Disney Corner too. But yeah, a lot of these earlier Disney films, I have watched probably once or twice as a kid. Yeah. And I really haven't watched them since, to be honest. So again, this is like another 20-ish year time gap from um, the last viewing, or most like relevant viewing, to current day. So... Yeah, it. Uh, I don't really have too much history. This is my, when I think of a Disney princess, I would say Cinderella is like the go-to mm. movie or thought that kind of pops into my head, I would say. Which is weird considering mm-hmm. of all the ones, it's, you know, it's from the middle of last century. It's something that was like super relevant or like forefront as like we were kids or growing up. So yeah, uh, question why, but I'm not going to question too much because we're not here for existential crises. Yeah. We're different. We're here for uh, can, we're here for Disney characters and Final Fantasy characters having existential crises. Not us. Yeah. Not us whatsoever. Well, Final Fantasy character in this case. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The, this one was in my babysitter's VHS rotation, so I think I watched okay. it quite a bit as a kid. Um, and yeah, enjoyed it as a youth, but yeah, I haven't watched it in a really long time, probably longer. I've seen Cinder or Snow White more recently than Cinderella, and that was also a long time ago, but, um, yep. yeah, I was expecting it to just be fine, and I think for the most part, that's pretty much on the money, um, yep. Yeah, because, I mean, Cinderella somehow has less plot than Snow White. She <laughs> cleans a lot, then she goes to the ball, then she puts on a shoe. The end. <laughs> um, so the, the the particular choices of how they fill in the blanks are where the movie just kind of, I don't know, dozes off for me, like... Basically, the whole thing is just one extended Tom and Jerry short. It's like, okay, this uh, this isn't why it does. I came it does. Here. <laughs> it does really, really feel like that. Now that you mention it, yeah. Like I we, and we mentioned this last week with Snow White. There's some bits where like there's not really plot happening, but the animation kind of speaks for itself. It gives like some scenes room to breathe. Yeah. It, like and exactly like you said, there are some part you feel like Cinderella could be a much shorter story. Oh, absolutely! But here we are because of like these weird paddings in between, like things we kind of praised Snow White for, kind of feel a little dull when it comes to Cinderella. Yes, exactly. Like, I mean, Snow White's also pretty light on plot, but at least there's a progression as far as each scene kind of leads into the next, and you get you know what's happening. Whereas here, it's like yeah. All these random silly little rat detours, um, which again, mm. when you're a kid, it's fun. They're so cute. But as yeah, as a grown up, it's like, well, 
but what about Cinderella? Like, is she gonna do anything? <laughs> like, she's she's very no. like you said, like quintessential Disney princess. Like, she's just kind of there to be pretty and fairest of them all, and to commune with the vermin. <laughs> So, <laughs> she's got a whole ass rat colony. I kind of like. I knew there were rot rats aside from Jack and Gus Gus, but I was like, "There's, there's a legion." Yeah, it's a little boards. upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I feel like either cut that out or just dive into it more. Like, why did she befriend all the rats, and how does she have this? This power to commune with all the animals and like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I'm tr- yeah, I mean, we'll see how the other like again older Disney movies uh, stack up uh, against this one when it comes to like Disney princesses. But like Snow White communed with the animals, but the animals, I guess they were sentient, but they didn't speak. Whereas Jacques and Gus speak, and the, the other female rodents also speak. Yeah. But like the birds are just normal birds. Yeah. So. Where do we draw? Where do we draw the line here? Yeah, it's a very uh, Pluto-esque situation. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there, there are some standout moments. Uh, I like the part when they start making the dress with all the mm-hmm. birdies and the raddies. Uh, yes, I like it when um, pretty much everything from. Um, I mean, I guess, yeah, including that, that whole, the whole sequence of, yeah, making the dress, but then the sisters ripping the dress apart is a very visceral memory. Yeah. Uh, and then from there you get the fairy godmother bit, obviously like, you know, the, the, the core scene of this whole story. Uh, and then the ball's just kind of, eh, but then when then she's running away and escaping, that's very exciting. But then after that, it's kind of just meh. And then, yeah, it just kind of ends, doesn't it? So, yeah, it's got basically (laughs) it's got a decent Um, filling, but the bread is a is a little little too dry for my taste with this particular Disney installment. Mm -hmm. Oh, one thing of note, just like personally, because we we like refer to like a Prince Charming throughout uh, like throughout pop culture, throughout other forms of media. Yeah, but this is actually. The, the definitive Prince Charming. Okay. Yeah, yeah. His name is literally Prince Charming, and also the fact, <laughs> um, the king who I completely forgot was a character at all. Um, his just whole demeanor uh, <laughs> it's, it's... was like a minor highlight for me. Yeah. Like, and and for kind of a for kind of a generalization for people who haven't seen it, the king is pissed at Prince Charming for nuts. Having a wife, Spawning. so he says, tonight, tonight we have a ball. I want to have grandchildren. <laughs> Everything old people love to say to us. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, he, again, like a very eccentric, obviously, like a character played it for laughs, meant to be kind of like uh, comedic relief, essentially. Yeah. I mean, the, and the Grand Duke as well. Yeah. You know, it's a very boss minion dynamic. Yeah, um, I think their whole dynamic is definitely a... Uh... A standout as far as things I remember as an adult as like being, you know, relatively yeah. entertaining. So I would agree with that. Um, then we have, <clears throat> um, I was gonna say Cheshire, but no, we have Lucifer, who's just 
the biggest asshole, <laughs> and I kind of love him for that, but also I'm kind of like, come on, dude, like, stop being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Even the cat is out to get her. This is like, I mean, in, in a lot of, again, these films where there's a Disney princess, there's like, uh, you know, you've been shunned or you've been like, yeah. had some pressure or hard times kind of forced upon you. But even in Cinderella, the cat's like, I'm going to make your life a living hell. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's pretty traumatic, especially like um, when um, uh, he like blames the dog for um, for scaring him. And I was like, oh, come on, man. That's low. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's a very, uh, uh it's a very stressful movie. <laughs> She's just surrounded <laughs> by so many bad people. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like, can't she just live her life? Like, at least with Snow White, like, you had the dwarves who were all really nice for the most part. Uh, and then you had, like, a clear villain. But here it's just like, yeah, everyone's terrible. And then if they're not terrible, they're being oppressed. So, like, the poor forget his name but the poor dog who's just kicking it in his little uh, it might be bruce farm stand yeah that sounds that sounds vaguely right but yeah i'm like why do they <laughs> even have this dog if they hate him so much like do they just keep him from when cinderella's dad was alive or what's what's the story like what it seems like they're very utilitarian as far as what animals we keep so i'm like maybe he's like a guard dog but yeah. Um, yeah, but like an old guard dog, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, it <laughs> shares in more of Cinderella's demeanor, definitely. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's And even, again, there's a lot of, I mean, we mentioned Snow White. We're going to mention it with Sleeping Beauty. Wink, wink. But the, <laughs> the usually of like the marrying into uh, like a new family and then all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, oh, we don't care about the dad. It's truly... The Fire Emblem joke of, like, all right, main characters aren't allowed to have parents. Or, like, any any fantasy, like, character you make. It's like, all right, you're going to be an orphan at some point. Could be now, could be later. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's really not too much to say about this movie. I mean... Yeah, it's, I, it's vanilla. I feel like the animation's almost just stepped down from Snow White somehow. Like... I guess technically it's better, but I don't know. It feels like it like has less heart. Like like I said, like it feels like Tom and Jerry level for the most part, because like the things that mm-hmm. they're showing aren't really intricate. Like that maybe that's why like scenes like um, uh, the carriage chase from the ball stand out to me because they're just more visually interesting, more fantastical. Exactly. But here it's just yeah. like rats running around with cat <laughs> yeah there's there's some points where i feel like the movie is more or less exciting compared to snow white i feel like the setting itself it feels a bit milder like they're like we're in the house majority of the time and the house is like grandiose and vast but it feels like the scenes and the blocking are fairly plain and kind of straightforward uh it's it's it feels bad to say it's less whimsical than snow white when we have the whole fairy godmother scene and the entirety of like Gus and Jack doing their things. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, yeah, like like you said, like it feels like there's less hearts in this for for some reason or another. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it, it yeah, it feels like um, 
kind of like Sword in the Stone, where it was just like three weird little yeah. short stories <laughs> tied together, but like the actual plot is just eh. Like, I mean, I guess here, like, it's not quite as scattered, because it's really between Cinderella and then the Mousecapades, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, I don't know, there's no desire for me to like really watch this one again, although I have heard that Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time does in fact slap so i was curious i kind of wanted to like try to squeeze that in but i just didn't get around to it but maybe maybe we'll report on that later hello and behold i have the wiki for cinderella 3 a twisted time up because i did want to at least make notes of cinderella 3 a twisted time (laughs) yeah so uh, this is, um, I think I had the the DVD collection of this, and this is probably the one I watched the most for for obvious for for, for very funny reasons. So uh, this is this is towards the end. Uh, this was two thousand seven. I'm double checking. It is, yeah, it's yes. early two thousand seven. This so this was the end of Disney doing their direct to video sequels and starting to focus more yeah. on producing more original content. God bless. Um, so similar to, we kind of talked about this back, back in Cage 2 with Beast's Castle, um, how there was like a, a, a Beauty and the Beast 2 that was kind of like literally a short story compilation. Yep. Same thing for Cinderella back in uh, 2002 with Cinderella 2, dreams come true, and then actual <laughs> sequel with A Twist in Time. Yeah. Um, I'm always a big fan, as a comic book fan in general, I love what ifs. So <sighs> this story is just a big what if so and i won't spoil it for those who want to get to want to peruse it and perhaps discover a hidden gem amongst the rough yeah um but the um the the concept is that lady tremaine gets uh fairy godmother's wand she goes back in time so anastasia who's the the redheaded stepsister gets uh she makes the glass slipper fit her and then destroys uh cinderella's spare glass slipper she rewrites history the, the confirmation yeah Exactly, um, it it I, I, won't, I won't speak on it too much, but yeah, it's a true it's it's a true twist in time. A wink, a wink. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's out of the direct to videos. This is one that kind of always stood out to me. I feel like I tried to do something much different, or at least tried to like right. put a different spin on it. So, um, in terms of quality, honestly, I haven't watched it in about ten years, so I. <laughs> I don't remember too much, but I like the excitement of like trying to flip it on its head or pivot in a different direction. So that that's why it's always stood out to me personally. Yeah, yeah. I think it's most famous for famous for uh, the clip of the the prince like winking at the camera and then just yeeting himself out of like a ten story <laughs> window. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I've heard it's actually quite silly in that regard. So. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll pop it on one of these days when I feel like I got nothing better to do. But yeah, as for the OG, yeah, it's just kind of there. It's fine. Um, but I will say, the entire Nightingale scene just unlocked a core memory within me. Oh, so that was a joy <laughs> to revisit. Um, mm-hmm. starting with the stepsisters horribly off-key singing and the, the <laughs> gag of, like, the flute, like, bobbing up and down her throat. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the the cutaway to Cinderella 
when she's scrubbing the floor and those bubbles just sprout away and then we're just mesmerized by the reflective magic of surface tension and you see the little cinderellas within the bubbles and the colors are all techno color goodness it's mm. oh it's just uh, i just want to go to sleep just thinking about it it's just the ultimate cozy <laughs> disney vibe of like mm. oh, look at all the pretty colors <laughs> <laughs> coupled with the music back to a simpler time <laughs> yeah no it was uh that was the other like standout moment that i've remembered all the year these years besides like the uh the king's shenanigans like like that okay. like like i was saying earlier like the animation for the most part is just kind of met but like a scene like that is where it's like oh okay now this feels like you know a disney movie again because they're doing something really fun and creative and visual that like you wouldn't get in, in any other medium so yeah like i said it's got its moments um but for the most part, just okay. So, that being said, yeah. let's talk about the video game adaptation. So, <laughs> in the land of Castle of Dreams, uh, we first visit it as Ventus. So, let's start with his chapter. And boy, do we kick things off with a bang. So, uh, I guess we just, yeah, you just got to kind of fill in the blanks as far as how these characters slash when they actually land in the worlds and why they land in the spots that they do. But somehow, mm-hmm. Ven missed a turn at Albuquerque and he ended up <laughs> shrunken and a little rat trap. And <laughs> so he somehow, again, he either just appeared there instantly or just walked into it and then didn't realize that this is a dead end <laughs> and there's nowhere for you to go because he's pacing around all confused. And he gives us quite possibly the most iconic line of the entire game. But he Truly. asks what we're all thinking. What is going on here? How did I get so small? It's so small! <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just, it's it's literally I think one of the most iconic Ven lines yeah, of this game. No, it's, it's well, the most iconic line this game in general. It's 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 got its place. It's in, just like the perfect on the, Ven on the scoreboard. moment of like, oh you <laughs> <laughs> look at the tiny little baby boy. <laughs> but um yeah, so he got caught in the rat trap, uh, which is very reminiscent of one little Gus Gus getting caught in his rat trap. So again, kind of touched mm-hmm. on this in the last uh, episode, but I like how Birth by Sleep, at least in these first three worlds, I guess we'll see with uh, Sleeping Beauty, but they do a good job of, like, actually slotting in the characters to, like, make up, mm-hmm. to, like, you know, tell the story versus Cage 2 in particular, but, like, definitely, like, Calm and Days, where it's the Cage characters literally off to the side watching the plot unfold, and when they do interact, it's, like, it's just them kind of intruding, like, hey, we're here, too, whereas (laughs) Kingdom Hearts 1, yeah, even Kingdom Hearts 1, to a certain extent, like, yeah, they're just kind of there, but, you know, they told more original stories where they're actually part of it, but, like, Winnie the Pooh, for example, where Sora is clearly a surrogate for one Christopher Robin, like, 
I just think it's a really clever way of blending them. So yeah, here we get to see oh, definitely as little Gus Gus esque, uh, and then he partners with Jack. Um, <laughs> so that's gonna kind of be his little story. Um, but yeah, he's small, but Cinderella comes to save the day. Um, and yeah, Jack introduces himself and I'm pretty, yeah, when I played this game, like I only know Jack's voice or Jock, however you want to say it because of this game mm-hmm. or not his voice, his name. Um, but I definitely <laughs> forgot his very particular speech pattern from the movie where I'm like, is this like mm-hmm. offensive in some way? <laughs> like, what's what are they going <laughs> oh. for here? <laughs> so, it's it, it's it's interesting. I, I I have in our notes. I have uh, that. Uh, unfortunately, Jack's captions will never line up with his voice. Yeah, man says Cinderella about fifty times, and you know it always just spells Cinderella yeah. every time, and um. Literally, also the re- literally the entire rest of his grammatical knowledge, but uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, because I kind of I sprinted through. I just say I sprinted through, but I played the first three worlds pretty in succession, so I could get all our notes together, and then I kind of you know close to our recording day, I watched the the video or watched the, you know the the source itself, and so I was curious. It's like, does she just say Jack in the movie? And she does, and I had to question. Was that a conscious effort to 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 say Jacques and not Jacques or anything? Right. Um, yeah. And then I never found my answer. I never I never worried about it for too much. Yeah. But somehow Van is immediately able to understand everything he's saying. Like he's not like, um, can someone translate here? <laughs> Uh, but mm-hmm. that's true KH fashion where they just kind of ignore all these bizarre happenings. Um, so Cindy really rescues you and you get a brief little exploratory section where you can, um, uh, run through the cracks and the walls. Um, and then, we end up in Cinderella's room and she basically gives the whole spiel, which is kind of interesting. Um, the way the game presents it, it makes it sound like she talks about how she dreams of going to the palace and dancing at the royal ball. But yeah, it kind of sounds like this was like an event that she's been looking forward to a long time, not as it is in the movie, something that's literally announced the day of and somehow the entire palace didn't have any plans that <laughs> night, so they just show up. Um, <laughs> well, I guess we can fit this into our schedule. Yeah. But, alas, she ain't got no dress. Or at least she, she does, but she doesn't have all the rest of the uh, the components. So, Jack yep. enlists Vin's help to find the missing dress pieces. And that's pretty much what this whole visit is about. Um, yep. So, yeah, I'll give them some credit. I think that's a cute little, you know, gameplay loop as far as what do you do with a Cinderella story? (laughs) Not that one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, yeah, like, it's just a little fetch quest to just go around and explore the levels. But again, like, 
You don't get that a lot in Kingdom Hearts. Usually it's just go from point A to point B and you're done. So like here, like, you know, there's some branching paths and you gotta, you know, you gotta do some, some platforming and whatnot. So yeah, it really harkens back to those good old KH1 level designs. So I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's, I really like it. These first three worlds, majority of the time, they're incredibly straightforward. So, Snow White going into the castle, kind of, it feels a, a bit more interesting. I guess the dungeon, per se, the waterway, feels unique. Here, it's, you know, between the, betwixt the walls, um, I think they're just Mouse Hole 1 and 2 are technically the area names. But everything else is fairly straightforward, fairly generic. Yep. So, getting these bits and pieces where... It's not just a straight line, and you, you know, you have to do a little bit of platforming, there's twists and curves, and forks in the road, decisions to be made. It's just more engaging than, I would like to go in that direction, and it's a big open field. Yep. So, they're very much welcome here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, like, I think I've mentioned this before, but, like, I am a complete sucker for any sort of shrinking action. <laughs> <laughs> so like like toy boxing Kingdom Hearts 3 or at least the the the, the Andy's room segment where things are actually in proportion to you um ah uh, yes uh, I'm trying to think of some other examples of like shrinky games there's, I, there's there was this I have seen your I've seen your collection of Honey I Shrunk the Kids you have it on oh. every form of media it's a little creepy but How I respect you know? <laughs> uh, there's a game called Ooblets that came out last year where it's like a Pikmin like platformer yeah, yeah where you, you shrinky dink and you gotta explore the house um, mm -hmm. Bugdom ugh for PC where you are a little bug exploring a big world mm. so yeah I love that when they like play with perspective so this at least Vin okay. segment yeah. segment I should say like this whole world just does a lot for me cause yeah it's just a really clever way to make all things considered a pretty boring world actually interesting because yeah like if you were just normal sized which we'll get to with terra and aqua um yep it's it, it it's just house so <laughs> <laughs> is house and then big big house yeah those two that's it <laughs> pretty much so yeah like going through like the little mouse holes in the walls and like like getting to the top of the wardrobe and like seeing like the room and like the perspective, like it's it's just a good time. So like when I think back to Birth by Sleep, like I usually think of this world in particular as far as like this is like the game at its best as far as like it's just fun to explore mm -hmm. the world and go around and like even Definitely. like um like um I don't know, like like going through it multiple times, like the mouse hole, like you know, going up and down, like, it, it doesn't, like, get old as fast, because, I don't know, it just feels a little more interesting as far as, you know, there's some verticality yeah. to it, but, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess I just like being cozy and holed up in tight spaces. That's why I podcast in my closet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> uh, no, I, I feel that way. Some of the other segments, I feel like, especially, for again, for the first three worlds of BBS... There's a lot of stop, start, stop, start. So, like... Yeah, exactly. The, I think of Snow White. I think of, you know, Ven's first world of... Um, oh, outside the mines are kind of interesting. Inside the mines are a little interesting. But it's go into the mines, see a cutscene, do a minigame, get kicked out. Yep. The game has, like, got, got this weird, like... Er, 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 
pacing to it. Right. So you're just allowed to kind of explore the wardrobe area and the mouse holes verbatim, find the items, go back to the Cinderella's room. So it's very much uninterrupted exploration. The game just says, all right, no more stopping you. Although, you know, we'll tear aqua fall victim to that in, in later in the this world but as ven you're kind of allowed to just do whatever the hell you want and look wherever the hell you want There's yeah plenty of nooks and crannies and whatnot so it, it feels much better yeah exactly like i, I think that's why i don't know it it, it stands out to me because yeah you're just kind of let loose to explore mm-hmm. at your leisure you can go as fast or as slow as you want so if you want to do some grinding you can yep. do some grinding if you want to hunt for some treasure you can hunt for some treasure like there's like exactly some interesting branching paths. The higher you get up, and like the mouse hole area, like there's that one that's like on the rafter where um, if you have um, fire dash, you can kind of cheese it, and then you can get the treasure chest, and that feels really satisfying to pull off. So yes, like, yeah, it's just really, it's just a very well thought out level, I have to say. So, yeah, definitely. I, yeah, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but yeah, I would probably list this one pretty high as far as world rankings. Yeah. Um, and even, de- yeah, even cutesy stuff really like, um, you know, it introduces the, the ball of yarn for you to, you know, roll around on, like, yeah. just little tiny <laughs> bits of environmental inv- environment interactivity just makes it feel more alive. So, I yeah, you mentioned it. toy box from from three, and mm-hmm. I recall the same. Like in Andy's room, you can uh, uh, climb on top of the ball and run around on it as, as much as Ven can do here to get to certain heights and whatnot. Yep, for sure. So yeah, make your way around the house, picking up the ingredients. Very um, very reminiscent of um, getting the evidence in Alice in Wonderland on Cage One. But yeah, here you have to get yeah. them all. Um, and then when you do, um, well, let's go through them real quick. Uh, so you got a pink fabric, which is just hanging out on the floor. Then there's a white lace, which you can get on yep. the couch. You got some white sash by climbing up on the boxes in the middle of the room. And then the white button and pink thread are kind of off the beaten path because you got to go to the mouse hole to stick out, come out in little hidey holes to get higher up. Although. Mm-hmm. Again, if you have fire dash, you can kind of cheese it and get to one from the other. I think if you don't do that, there's like another path for you to like take, but it's much easier to just eat yourself over. So again, just kind of nice having that little, having some of those, you know, shortcuts, I guess you could say for like outsmarting yeah. the game. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we got a new face here in the form of a shoegazer, which are quite annoying. I'm trying to think of parallels from other games of like, okay, like a black fungus. Like, look at me. I'm invincible. Look, yeah. peach <laughs> invincible. Um, and you just gotta yeah. wait. Yeah. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah they're they're most of the time they're they're cute little buds but then yeah they have their for for those i've not played um they they're literally just like bugs in a shoe so yeah. they're a little unversed they'll hide in the shoe for a bit and so they're invincible so it's again black fungus is i think the best comparison of you're not allowed to have fun right now luckily 
the shoegazer probably is invincible for like two to three seconds so it'll stop your combo or you won't get hurt by your command at the very least but you're not going to sit there kind of bash your head against the wall being like when are you like when are you going to be hurtable again yeah yeah totally um i think some commands can break through their shield like i think surges Mm. and like maybe fire dash but again it's like it's kind of over the it's like all over the board so like when your command doesn't oh my god there's nothing more like i don't know like those videos on youtube of like messing things up at like the last minute i can't think of an example like um (laughs) like dropping your bread your toast butter side down on the floor like things that are just so <laughs> like personally just, uh, attacking um just inner cringe i guess you could say uh so here the example in the game is yeah like wasting a command on these little shoegazers and then just like getting the basic deflect animation like if you just use any normal attack just like the way it just, it just feels so debilitating and hopeless, and it's just like, oh, <laughs> so anticlimactic. I was trying to pull off my big crazy anime move, but this <laughs> tiny shoe said no, so guess I'll wait here for it to recharge. Uh. Yeah, it's, uh, I think they're more fun to fight in, um, I guess, a minor note here. Uh, that we passed over, but after doing the first world, you do unlock Mirage Arena, which we'll cover much later in the season, but I've done a little bit of Mirage Arena at this point, and I think they're, they're, luckily later in the game, there are better shoegazer encounters. Right now, I feel like it's like two to three shoegazers, and some other kind of the basic enemies, so uh, the the variety gets much better later on, because right now it is like, okay, this is just a mechanic that's going to prolong my fight, I would like to I would like to beat you up and move on essentially. Yeah. Um and it, you know the the enemy stops you from doing that which especially early on uh is a little feels bad definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um so yeah, let's see once we get everything. Uh oh, there's one final item, a pearl. <gasps> um which uh, we need Lucifer, or sorry, we needed, we need Jock to point out for us. Um, but yeah, it's got it by Lucifer. Um, because we couldn't have just gotten Lucifer. it while we were getting all the other items. We needed this for the, you know, dramatic boss fight. Um, yep. <laughs> so, yep, we get it. And then look at that, the cat's awake. And oh no, there's a mouse in front of the cat. So the mouse is gonna, or the cat's gonna try to get the mouse so it's time for Vin to step in and beat up a poor defenseless animal once again (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that that cat's a dickhead okay he deserves this not that we know he's a dickhead in the game but we know yeah um but again I just yeah I think it's cute that yeah you just get to fight Lucifer like it's just the classic kingdom heartsiness of it all where you know it's just you got a nice Disney villain again, and like we kind of had that last time with um you know the Magic Mirror, but like not really because like he's not really you know a bad guy. Um, 
Yeah. But here, like Lucifer and his stupid face, it's just oh, so satisfying to give him the old one-two. So. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it's our big boss fight. So <clears throat> he's pretty easy. Like, he's just kind of a punching bag. To be honest, but yeah, he he, you know, there's not much of a strategy here. Yeah, he, I mean, he's pretty. He's just a kid again. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's got a few moves. Obviously, some swipey swipeys with his claws. He'll do little pouncy moves yep. and stuff. Like, but again, they're really big, easily easily telegraphed. So, like, as long as you dodge, you're gonna be good. But his one big wombo combo is when he leaps up onto one of the higher pieces of furniture and it'll give you a prompt from the game but all you gotta do is dodge his attack when he's like pounces on you then he'll whiff it and just immediately boink himself and then look at that he's unconscious and then yeah you get the best get the best part of the fight by far where you get a reaction command which is like yes they, like, only come up every now and then in this game. It's weird, because, like, normal enemies don't have them, but, yeah, some bosses do. Um, but, yeah, you get a reaction command that'll let you ride that cat boy all day long, swing your partner around and around. I don't know. Uh, but it finishes <laughs> with the Bronco strike, where, yeah, you just kind of pile drive him into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Uh, very satisfying, very satisfying. Yes, it's great. And then, yeah, you get the... Er, I'm, I'm mixing things up. The, the After you, like, knock him into the ground, then he's stunned. Then, that you, then you get Bronco Strike, I think, where you just do, like, an aerial combo on him. Um, yes. Which mm. I remember very distinctively from the trailers. That's one of the gameplay moments of, yeah, mm. Vin doing that combo on... Or okay. you see feed and thinking this looks awesome. Um but yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. It's, <laughs> yeah, he's he's got big boxes, or I should say. Uh he's a big hurt box himself, but he has a lot of ending lag and not a lot of recovery, so he's a fairly easy bot like there's no legitimate strategy. There's some bosses even early on that are much more infuriating that we'll talk about relatively soon. But yeah, he's kind of easy peasy i guess we didn't mention it going into this but this is ven's level two world so this is actually preceding dwarf woodlands actually so yeah it's it's very incredibly straightforward i roasted the hell out of him using shot lock like he did one of those oh, for sure jump on the furniture deals yeah and i have definitely. flaming salvo which is one of my favorite shot locks and i was like i i have range actually and i just unleashed everything and he's the only target in the room too so uh, like one shot lock on proud i think i did a full quarter of its health because he has like i think two health bars so i was like this yeah this, it just shreds yeah. through him like i think <laughs> i think i got off two shot locks honestly and just like well this is just a complete joke <laughs> turns out cats don't like being <laughs> set on fire um <laughs> so yep yeah, we beat him then we get the uh, diamond dust command style which is the yep. ice command style yay um, yeah, I like this one. Um, I don't know. I feel like the, um, the ice and firestorm command styles are pretty similar. Like they just kind of mm -hmm. spice up your attacks a little and then they got a big chungy wungy finisher, but I don't know. I'm a sucker for any sort of ice magic. So I do enjoy <laughs> seeing this one 
And I feel like this one's yep. finisher is easier to pull off because it's like, first of all, it freezes the enemies and then it's just like a round AOE around you. Um, so it's really easy to hit them versus Firestorm as like the fan motion in front of you. So a little more situational. Yes. Um, so yeah. But yeah, no, no, de- definitely. I This one is uh, definitely, I'm going to say a fan favorite. I'm a fan, and it is one of my favorites, so technically I'm not wrong, but yeah, yeah it's, it's one that's usually in my repertoire, because I usually also pack some sort of blizzard magic, so no, yeah. it's, a, it's a good one to have, definitely. Yeah, for sure. So, with that being said, it's time to wrap up our story. Uh, we deliver the pearl, and look at that. Cinderella can go to the ball, or at least <laughs> that's what she thinks. Um no. And then, yeah, you get a really cute little scene with Jack and Ben talking on the windowsill about dreams. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There are, you know, tons of these types of scenes um, throughout Kingdom Hearts of, like, yeah, bonding with the Jason characters. But, like, yep. with Birth by Sleep, I don't know. I guess it's different because you're traveling alone, so... It's just Vin and Jack. Like, it's not, you know, Dawn and Goofy are kind of hanging to the side awkwardly while they're having this little bonding moment. So, it just feels a little more natural. Yep. But, yeah. Jack asks, what's up in Vin's dream? And Vin says, gee, <laughs> I guess I want to be a Keyblade Master because that's all I've ever known my entire life. And <laughs> it's really weird. We get screenshots <laughs> Of a flashback with Tara holding a big wooden keyboard and you hear his little voice line like, being a Keyblade Master is all I've ever dreamed about. And like, I think it comes up again, but they still don't show it off in full. Like for some reason they're very like, yes. edgy with this it's... scene. Like I don't know why they don't just show it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's one that's only shown uh, via screenshots. And I guess... I'm curious if that's a limitation, like a memory limitation detail, or just like a, eh, hey, we'll stick an image here, we'll call yeah, it a flashback. I, I think they're like trying to build suspense, but it's like, why? <laughs> like, it would be so much better to like see the full scene right now, and I'm saying, oh, yeah, like that is why Vin has a stream. Like, it's not like it's like this huge plot revelation. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he trained with Terra and Aqua, and they all want to be Keyblade Masters. Like, we get it, so just show us the little character moment, but what ifs. Um Yeah, it's 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 meant to be a very simple and at least in my eyes, a very simple here's Ven, he doesn't I should say, he doesn't eh, I mean, he's meant to be the Sora of this trio. Yeah. So he's very much I'm not sure honestly what I want to do. I'm just going to copy what my best friend yeah. wants to do and I That's see fair. his dream, and so I wanna fo- follow and chase his dream and then pretend not I shouldn't say pretend but I'm going to uh, essentially put myself in those shoes and that will be the, the goal that I pursue. Yeah, I definitely get that sense that like, I don't know, I almost feel like the scene, as I was kind of joking at earlier, like is portraying Ven as like, he doesn't really know anything else. Like, it's like, yeah, like he's yeah. more naive. So like, of course, he's going to say Keyblade Master because like... I don't know, that just sounds really cool, but, like, it's not like he understands what being a Keyblade Master actually means, and, like, he probably hasn't considered anything else for himself, so, like, 
yeah, based on where his story goes, I think this was painting him as, oh, look how sweet and innocent he is. He's just a simple boy with simple dreams. But looking back on what we know about him and his backstory, I well, I should say what little of his backstory I understand. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, God, I don't even want to get into it. But, like, yeah, I'm wondering <laughs> if he's always had this dream, question mark. <laughs> but mm. the less we say about that, the better. Um, so, yeah, that's Ben's <laughs> segment. So, congratulations. You get a Cinderella D-Link, uh, which I don't know how to really describe hers. Like, she's got... A projectile shot and wish with wish shot. She's got a surge move, enchanted step, and then um, magical mending. Or is that Snow White? I think that's Cinderella, uh, which is just a cure. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. And I I don't remember like her buffs. Like when you level it up. Um, Um, one is she's all about healing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I just double checked. Yeah, auto remedy and regen. So get rid of statuses ah. and uh, get you know passive healing. Okay. So yeah, it's all about ah 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 ah, staying alive, staying alive, basically. Gotcha. And then the finisher is possibly one of the worst as far as the dealings anyway. <laughs> where you use like a zero gravity effect around you. And then you send tiny, slow-moving projectiles at enemies, but it only ever hones in on one enemy. So really, it's just a really long and really long, drawn-out way just to take out one enemy, and it would just be way simpler just to use a basic combo. Like I don't understand the utility of this finisher at all. It's pretty annoying, mm-hmm. and I try to avoid it. But I guess they tried. I mean, it's cute that you got the little... Uh, An attempt was made. <laughs> the little carriage user interface, I guess. But yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. It's not great. So I don't use this one too much. Yeah, w- once you max it out, it's it's it, it feels much better. But yeah, it's... <laughs> It it's not one of the great the greatest ones to be to be completely and truly honest. It, yeah, yeah. It, it feels like we're talking about the shoegaze earlier. It feels like you're prolonging the fight even more because yeah, of exactly like you mentioned how slow the projectile of <laughs> yep <laughs> kind of comes out. Exactly. Uh, we also get a brand new Keyblade, one stroke of midnight, um, which. <laughs> Honestly, it's (laughs) one of the better looking Keyblades in this whole game. So, you know, take that for what you will. Um, (laughs) But I don't know. It's okay. Like, yeah, what what would you do with the Snow White Keyblade? So it's basically looks like a castle. um, Or Cinderella Keyblade. (laughs) Yeah. um, Stroke of Midnight Keyblade, not Stroke of Midnight. Cinderella fan fiction story. <laughs> um, oh no! Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm I'm thinking of the rest of the the BBS Keyblades. We've we've kind of harked on some of them, but yeah, this one, uh, in terms of design, I don't hate it. I think it's got a, a fairly solid yeah. design. It's it's ca- it's Castle of Dreams, and it basically re- really really embodies that world. So yeah, yeah, 
That's cute how, like, the, the handles kind of mimic the carriage. That's nice. Um, mm-hmm. And then the teeth. Well, I guess the teeth are supposed to mimic, like, you know, the, the, sh- the hands of a clock, but there's only eight of them, so it looks more like a snowflake, so that's that's kind of weird, but again, <laughs> an attempt was made. Um, I'm looking at um, exactly. in Union Cross, like it's, you know, variants, and that's pretty cute. There's like a basic one that's like a brick castle, which looks nice. Then there's like the all gaudied out one that's all like blinged up and diamondy and... Oh, yes. Oh, ho, ho. Yeah. Just you, just you wait. I because oh I, I played Union Cross for a de- for a decent bit. Yeah, there's a few of these. Um, it is primarily Keyblades, I think, that could have used an upgrade. Do kind of get like these kind of like truly decked out versions. So, yeah. um, Treasure Treasure Trove is another one. Uh, Olympia from KH One is another one as well. They get kind of um, <laughs> I don't know why I think of Digimon when I think of this, but they get like this cutesy <laughs> little kind of like more mild version and then they kind of have their their version that we know of and then they say what if we went balls to the wall with this design yep um yeah 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 it's it's cute you got the slippers the charm that's very nice touch i think for me like if they had just lost the two turrets like on the blade i think that would make it look a lot Uh. better because it's, it's just like a step Definitely. too far. But I think what works Definitely. about this one, and I think this is like key to any good <laughs> key, uh, good keyblade design <laughs> and where so many fail, yep. and especially treasure trove, is just the handle. So like, mm. if you mess that up, it messes up the whole blade because that's really the main part of it. So treasure trove was awful because it was literally a train track trying to like shoved into a handle and oh god it's terrible but here it's it's just <laughs> a simple it's supposed to look like the castle tower but it's just a simple i don't know um tube pipe line i don't know <laughs> i don't know how to describe it, it's the, a the rectangle blade looks yeah yeah <laughs> um <laughs> the, the blade the blade harkens back to like more, much simpler key blades like exactly key, where most of the design is going to be in the teeth and then the handle and the blade is kind of just there right. to exist. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can have fun with all the other bits. That's where you get the personality, but like, don't try to mess with that too much. Cause yeah, like really all you need is like to change the color and maybe add like one or two small little flourishes. Um, so like the end of the, the blade is like, you know, the actual castle turret. So like that's 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 all mm-hmm. you need. You do, like the alternative. This would be like yeah. There are then three other turrets sprouting from it, like raising up to like <laughs> actually look like you know the Cinderella Castle, like at Disney World, like. So yeah, yeah. Keep that in mind as we talk through what makes a good keyblade. <laughs> oh, there's some cute fan art here yeah. of a Cinderella keyblade wielder, which is pretty nice. Oh. She's like, interesting, interesting. She's got big mirror verse energy. <laughs> um, yeah, you should look it up. Just look up Stroke of Midnight Keyblade and then just scroll down a little bit. Oh, there's, there's, there's a lot of her actually. Oh, there's like a whole series oh. of all the oh my princesses God. as Keybladists. Oh. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, 
like you mentioned with Treasure Trove, I think you can't screw too much with the shape language right, exactly. of the Keyblade. So the, the tracks kind of make it off-putting. And then Stroke of Midnight kind of brings it back to, you know, it's recognizable from a distance. You know that this may not be the Keyblade you know, but it's it screams, it still says Keyblade to you. Yes. You don't have to, like... Take out your magnifying glass and be like, what the hell is this thing? Exactly. So I, I usually do equip this one just to, you know, shake things up a little bit. Um, and it's, it's you know, it's good. Again, the stats don't vary too much throughout this game. Um, but it's good enough to keep you going for the next couple of worlds. Let's see. It's got two strength, two magic, medium length, a 75% crit rate, and 1.35 crit damage. Um, so, yeah, take it for what you will. It do, it do to, it do to crit. Um, I, this is definitely my go-to of the first three. Yes. Keyblades. This, and then the, the, the trio's base Keyblades are probably what I, yeah, probably swap back and forth most between. Yep. Exactly. So, let's move on, shall we, to our boy, Terra. So, uh, again, one thing I like about how the story's handled in the worlds, and I think we're really seeing this since we're playing by world instead of by character, is um, mm-hmm. when the characters visit, you know, time has passed between the worlds, except for, you know, a few cases, which we'll get into right after this. But, like, yep. Tara picks up with Cinderella and shambles, crying, because, yeah, they tore apart her dress and said, no, you can't come. <laughs> Sit in and be no. miserable because we have nothing better to do with our lives. Um, Basically. So, yeah, it's like, you know, how it's going versus how it went or how what's the phrase? <laughs> How's, how it's how it started versus how it's going. Like, I'm going to go to the ball yeah. with Van and Jack versus <laughs> my life is over. What am I going yeah. to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I just think it's funny. Like, like girl, like it's, it's, it's just a ball. Like, I know it's sad, but. I, I don't know. I just think it's, I think it's funny because yeah. So Tara walks on, like walks up to her awkwardly, and then he just gives her this completely unsolicited um, speech about the strength of heart will get you through even the hardest of times. And it's like, do I know you? <laughs> Leave me alone, you strange man. I didn't ask for your weird heart philosophy. And it's like, well, I'm giving you my weird heart philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like he doesn't know the story at all. Like, if he knew she's crying because of a ball, maybe he'd be like, eh, okay, I'm just gonna leave this one alone. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I will say that they let Cinderella out of the house once every five years, and this is her one chance to actually do something, yeah. and they're like, you're not allowed to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> I know, it's, she's crying because her life is terrible, but yeah, it's just funny, like out of context especially with yeah oh incredibly a kingdom hearts character just then walking up to her and being like what's wrong um it's me parachute pants mcgee hello mm-hmm. ma'am here's some life advice you didn't ask for well okay so like it's weird to me what makes the scene like more awkward is the the particular track that plays 
I don't know the song, but it's mm-hmm. the sad song in Birth by Sleep. Like, we're playing right now. Yes. Um, and then, which this is kind of clever, but because she's so sad and crying, it attracts the negative emotions of the invest. Um, so we get a quick little battle sequence, but. That song like that, keeps playing while you're fighting them, and it's just so like low key and slow and unexciting, and it's just again makes it really awkward. Like you're just fighting a bunch of mobs, but why are they playing this like super dramatic, depressing music? So kind of an awkward start for our boy, but here we are. Yep. Um did you, uh, did you get the name of that that piece, which I'm sure we'll, maybe we'll be playing right now. Maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I don't remember the title track, but it, it'll definitely be playing here during the episode. Yeah. Wow, how, we would be complete monsters if we did not do that. Yeah. <laughs> but the day saved because the fatty godmother appears, and then, yeah, she does her little uh, dollar store bibbidi-bobbidi-boo sequence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, the they do the pumpkin, which I'll give them credit for, and it turns into the carriage. But yeah, there's no, there's no. First of all, there's no other mices but Jack, and there's no horse or dog. So yeah, she doesn't actually create any of the um, you know carriage men or anything, which again it makes sense. Like, why would you make a whole new character model just for that one bit? But yeah, Cinderella gets in the carriage, and then she drives away. Um. But then, yep. so yeah, here's where this world just starts to dip into the low. So she leaves and says, yeah. thank you. And then Tara just kind of hangs on awkwardly. And the fairy godmother, you know, asks, <laughs> do you believe in yep. dreams, my dear? And he's like, I do, but you have to do something to make it happen. And she's like, well, Cinderella is doing something new. See, why don't you? Or like she like, talks about it's important to have faith. My, my dear lad. Yes. And he says, go look at Cinderella dance and then you'll finally understand. So it's like... Whereas Vin was, go get the dress ingredients. That makes sense gameplay-wise. For Tara, it's go watch Cinderella dance so you can understand the importance of dreams, even though he already does know. It's like okay, this is, this is a stretch. Like they, yeah, it's <laughs> it's it, it, it is it, it, it tries. It, it definitely tries to put something out there. So, like you said, Tara is very much like you have to put work into what you want to achieve, and figure out that is like you know what, <laughs> religion's cool. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you should. You know, you have to really like kind of aspire for it. So, kind of yes, like ambition and drive versus like sort of I would say uh, like strength and belief this is essentially you know two very similar but different ways to get to kind of your goal essentially and so Tara's kind of you know he's on one side and she says well if you've got nothing else to do with your goddamn life why don't you go check out Cinderella and see yeah, why, you know why don't you go crash the royal balls <laughs> <laughs> yes um, I don't know, like, it would have made more sense if it was, like, why don't you follow her to make sure she stays safe? Or, like, hey, well, maybe even have a sequence where, like, the carriage is being chased by a giant unversed, a la One Kingdom yeah, Hearts this, Dream Drop thought, yeah. Distance sequence. 
Um, but no, instead he just kind of awkwardly follows after her, which again is silly that like he just walks the route that she took the carriage. Like he's just awkwardly like, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'll be right there. I'm right behind you. (laughs) And then it's especially awkward when you realize, and this is just a kingdom hearts quirk, but we don't get to see it, but we will in a little bit when we're aqua. The other side of this room is the chateau. Then there's, yeah, this is the forest, although it's really just a weird clearing. Uh, and then immediately the next room over is a castle. So it's like, okay, you needed the entire carriage ride just for that? Like, girl, he's right in your backyard. You <laughs> <laughs> um, should have taken public transportation. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, we get there and it's a pretty big room. So you can just kind of explore and, um, you know, Take out and verses you see fit. I definitely uh, popped off the Maleficent D-Link a few times here and there, mm-hmm. which is it's pretty good. It's got some zero gravity magic. It's got dark fire up, which is really awesome. Um, some blackouts, yes. and then yeah, the finisher is pretty good because you like get to aim a little dragon's breath projectile, which <sighs> is very satisfying. So that was fun, um, but. I mean, it's it's really just a big square. Like, it's not quite as intricate as Vin's um, level, but it's something, I guess. But otherwise, you can just go forward, <laughs> and then you'll meet Cindy Relly. Um, yep. And then, yeah, you get a quick escort mission, I say in air quotes, because it's really easy to just take out all the mobs, and then she'll just move on. Yeah. Like, it might as well have just been... A standard fight, because there's no real escorting mechanic. Like, I guess you could do the block and then restore thing, but, like, I don't think I did that once, because you can, like, you can run ahead and take out the enemies on the path. So, and, like, if you take them out, they, they, like, they don't respond, so, like, she's in no danger if you go ahead. So it's just kind of like, yes. okay, I would have done this anyway, but sure, give me this weird escort even though there's no real danger, so... Eh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's similar to... I mean, we did the Snow White one literally last time. Right. That, but much less interesting. It's literally... It reminds me of um, escorting Mickey... I'm not Mickey, Minnie, in Disney Castle in Cage 2, mm. where it's his hallway. Right. And that's it. Yeah, but at least there... I say at least, I mean, it's not like it's great, but... um. They're much more, like, the Shadow Swarm, like, you can eventually take them all out, but, like, there's a lot of them. Versus here, yeah. it's, like, four or five of them at a time that you just take out and then move on. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess I'd, I'd rather have that than, yeah, her, like, taking a thousand hits immediately and then dying, so. No! Eh. <laughs> but, again, it just feels like they're just kind, they're just coming up with content on the fly, like, now nah, do this, but really it's like, well... This is kind of pointless, but okay. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, yeah, that no, that feels pretty true, to be honest. So yeah. it uh, it fills the void. Uh, the nice thing is that Terra does get his counter hammer here, which yeah. is his exclusive counter attack command. So that's pretty cool. I do like. I mean, besides their playstyles are are a little different. You know, the the trio do get their unique commands. So I really. I, you know, it's it's a nice little touch, and I think it, you know, makes their play styles that much more separate. 
um, last time, I forget if we covered it or not, but, like, Ven gets, in, in Dwarf Wardens, actually, gets payback raid, so, you know, it's a counter-strike raid, which is cool. Aqua gets one, but it's a surge, like, like the barrier surge that we kind of talked about that's in Cinderella's D-Link, yep. so, you know, it makes the characters stand out more, and much more, and more distinct, so, yeah. Yeah. It's appreciated. For sure. Um, so, yeah, you get into the castle, and then, yeah, you can just kind of beeline it to um, the the, uh, the quote-unquote plot, where, yeah, she's dancing with the, the, the man of her dreams, and then the only other guests are, yeah, the uh, stepmother and stepsisters. Who is she? <laughs> Who is that girl? Something about her seems familiar, but I can't. I've never seen her before in my life. <laughs> um, but they don't like it. I'll tell you that much. And then Tara can also sense there's some 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 darkness afoot. Um, but yeah, we get like a weird little you know dancing scene to try to replicate the movie. But uh, yep. the heart the uh, I almost said heartless the unversed decide to crash the party. So Tara decides going to intervene. But they're on top of the balcony, so he's got to go the long way and. Uh, the Duke spots them too, and he uh, utters the 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 famous memeable words. Oh, where are those gods? Shouldn't they be taking care of this? I know they were just here. <laughs> I saw them a minute ago. Oh, they uh they must all be on their break at the same time in some undisclosed location. Uh, I don't I don't expect we'll be seeing them, so you should go do it. <laughs> They're there though. Trust me, we have them. <laughs> Yeah, they they took their invisibility <laughs> potions. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. No, I. Uh, it's 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 a wonderful moment. There's a there's another one coming up shortly oh, after yes. that. Uh, also, also take notice of. But for now, there are. Uh, I forget if there's if it. Oh yes, he says go down the stairs and then like down that hallway, which only Tara can go down. I think, or at least. He can only go down during the story. Right. I haven't gone back to check to see yeah, if Ven and Aqua can. Ven definitely yeah, not. I don't think Aqua, Ben can actually. I don't remember. Ven not, yeah, because he's totally small. I feel like um, she does, but I don't. I mean, like, where else would she go in this world? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. she. I mean, she does get to go to the chateau, and, you know, we're, we're, we're about to talk, we're yeah. about to talk about Aqua incredibly shortly. But, yeah, I I remember going there during, uh, during my Aqua playtime, and it says. Um, mm. Well, and she says like during oh, the story, yeah, yeah, but I don't remember if after the yes. fact you can go back. But I mean, it's it's just a hallway, so there's really not much reason to. Um, exactly. So you go through there, and then yeah, you come out in like a random save room for some reason. I mean, I guess you need at least two, so yeah. why not? But um, <laughs> then you go yeah. onto the balcony, and yeah, we meet our boss of Terra's campaign, the Symphony Master. And he's got a really nice entrance where he, like, does his little drumline routine. Um, and I think this would be, like, this is, like, the perfect meme format because he attacks Tara with his music and the notes are so shrill and penetrating and Tara can barely take it. But, like, I really want someone to just overlay, like, some terrible song because Tara's just, like, in such pain. He's like, oh, oh. 
But, like, then just imagine over it something like, Wherever the cowboys go. Oh, my God. I hate you. No. I hate it already. Stop. Make it stop. Make it stop. It has to die. We have to kill it. God. Um, This is just Mario Bandstand, but in the boss fight version. Pretty much. I think he uses all the exact same instruments. So he's got a conductor, obviously. Uh, a baton, I should say. Um, he's got um, drums. He's got a, a violin. And yeah, uh, a, a little trumpet. So he's four for four, baby. Um, yep. So yeah, he's he's fine. It's a, it's a cute boss. I like the design. Um, I think the room mm-hmm. is too big. I think that's a problem. Because um, you can just yes. kind of avoid all of his attacks. Um <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, like, each instrument has its own little effect. Usually it's some sort of AoE attack. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, kind of a choose-your-own-adventure type of deal where you can choose which instrument you want to take out or you can just focus on the boss. But while you're doing that, the instruments are yeah. going to come after you. So, yeah, I just kind of whittled down the instruments. But they're a little sprightly. They're pretty small and they move around really fast. So you got to kind of chase them around. And then when you're doing that, the other ones will start to hit you. So it's kind of annoying, but it's, yeah. it's something it's, it's different. Yeah. It harkens back to guard armor. Yeah, but exactly. With more, more sporadic limbs, basically. Right. Like guard armor is a lot of, you can attack the body. Some of your swipes will kind of connect with the limbs, but you can also target them separately here. You definitely, you want to, or I shouldn't say you want to, but you want to target the instruments separately. If you go straight for the Symphony Master, you're not going to get much additional damage off. To, yep. In a normal combo, I should say. Yeah, for but, sure. But yeah, the the attacks are fairly straightforward. Like, there's there's one where each instrument kind of homes in on you. Um, <laughs> it's to the point where Terra is not Terra's slide is not useless yet, so you can actually just slide out of the way pretty easily. Uh, sometimes he does send all three at you. With an attack, and then he has his own move pool where he'll kind of do like do a ground pound, and he'll chuck his uh, baton and like in a strike raid motion, as well as like do uh, break it up into three separate ones and throw at you. So um, I, I the bo- in retrospective, the boss part is fairly simple, but I re- I still really actually enjoy this one too. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I dig it for sure. Um... Mm-hmm. Definitely a standout as far as unversed boss designs. I think all of them are pretty good in the princess worlds, um, but this one's actually humanoid, so it's just a little more memorable. Um, Yeah. But yeah, once you take care of him, look at that. The day is saved because we had to awkwardly force in a conflict to give Terra something to do. But (laughs) yeah, it it, it is a shame, though, because, oh... The guests were only just starting to enjoy themselves, but uh, now they, the they, they've all gone home now. They're, they're not here anymore. <laughs> they were, but th- those stupid unverse just had to ruin it, huh? <laughs> this, this, this is this is my big BBS me moment. Yeah. This was, uh, and we well we see them throughout the series leading up to this, but this is my this is the one I always think of that like is ingrained in my psyche. Yeah. Of, Absolutely. You know, re- let's reference. Let's reference the audience that isn't here. And this one, it feels a little. It feels a little funnier because then it 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 kind of pans. It like Terror the Grand Duke are talking. Yep. He 
says something, yep. and then it pans out, and then he says the line, and I'm like, you really wanted to show the fact that there was nobody else yeah, here, the most okay, game? comically large <laughs> room in the whole series, and it's like, oof. Yeah. Did no one rewatch this? Like, yeah, there are a handful of those moments <laughs> yeah. sprinkled throughout this series of, like, just, like, zero awareness of calling attention to the fact that there are no NPCs in this game whatsoever. And this is certainly one of them. And it's glorious. <laughs> Truly. Uh, yeah. Truly a standout moment. Yes. But Tara decides, okay, crazy man, you and all your imaginary guests can uh, go hang out, but uh, I have some information I'd like to press for you. So he asks about the Unversed and when the monster showed up and the Duke mentions um a ability and a mask caused them to show which one why was said masked boy so careless to get himself spotted by um you know this rando two how would the duke know that they're coming from him specifically and three does this imply that the masked boy has to specifically visit every world first and then unleash the inversed because I just kind of assumed they were just popping up everywhere. But maybe I'm just reading into it. Maybe this is just a throwaway line to clue in Terra to the fact that, oh, it's the mass bully you're after. But I don't know. I think so. It's a little silly. That, that's that. That's kind of. The, I've always taken it at face value, just like, yeah. Hey, the plot must go in a forward direction. Yeah. Um. I. I. I kind of assume like, it, it would be nice to kind of show it, but we, right. we kind of, you know, we put the clues together ourselves, essentially. Yeah. But it would be nice to be like, oh, I. I spotted like, all of the monsters hanging out with this like gaudy looking like goth emo bondage boy. Maybe he has something to do with it. Yeah. Not specifically like they're coming from him. Yeah. Or he I can see that. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we do see the masked boy in a Disney world later. So. Yep. I guess there's some precedent for like him visiting all the worlds we are visiting, but yeah, it, it again, it just felt like they just needed to toss this little plot bone there. So it was like, uh, it was the masked boy. It was the one on man. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yep. Terror yeah. decides, all right, well, that's all this world has to offer me, so I'm getting the hell out of here. Um, but yep. he does he does realize that Cinderella has restored his faith as he confides into, of all yeah. people, Aqua. Whoa. What? Um, oh, it does start to stroke midnight, so then Cinderella has her dramatic exit. Yes. And then Terra kind of follows her, not really caring, but he was on his way out anyway. Um, and then as she runs past, we see Aqua also entering the castle. And yeah, just a lot of confusion ensues. Uh, but yeah, like I said earlier, this is one of the rare instances where the characters visit the world back to back. So they have a little, little catchy uppy and yeah, mm-hmm. she, <laughs> again, I think I talked about this last episode, but it's just so annoying how it's just, Yeah. Vin, Tara's ch- <laughs> Aqua's chasing Vin's chasing Tara's <laughs> chasing Xehanort so she basically yes. corners them and says have you found Master Xehanort and did you know that Vin's looking for you <laughs> it's like girl I can't be responsible for all this but um yeah I love how like <laughs> so this is Aqua's first world but I love how one she just it is. immediately finds Tara 
even though like <laughs> you're looking for Ven. So like, how hard are you looking really if you can completely by accident find the wrong guy? But um, she finds Tara, and she's like, "Have you found any 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 word or clue on Master Zaynor?" It's like, girl, he just left. What are you expecting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, we we harken back to it the last episode. It's here again. Of holy crap, do, do this does this timeline thing really, truly, an attempt was made. Yes. Banner image. Yes, it you, is. You tried. At least you tried. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, it's because. Well, it's also very funny because, and we'll talk about. Enchanted Dominion next time, but that's Terra's World One. Yes, that's kind of meant to be. You know, it's the start of the easy campaigns. Tora, Terra gets a lot of like lore dump and a lot of like exploration in that world, and then it releases to Aqua. So it's just again, it's dramatic being like, "Hey, like we have a lot of stuff to talk about." And he was like, "Girl, I saw you like an hour ago. Right, nothing's changed. Yeah, really. like I have <laughs> except no <laughs> updates for you. Some stuff we'll cover next time." Yeah, like yeah, because um, he he references uh, Xehanort's looking for pure hearts. Yep, and they I mean they already alluded to the princes of Hark or like earlier in the prologue, uh, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, it's just like yeah, I kind of know what's going on. Now, maybe, but not really. Yeah, it's like they have no new information, but like the way the scene plays out, it's like suddenly their motivations are different now where like yeah Aqua tells him Vin's looking for you like do you know why and then he's like well actually he did say something to me right before he left which he said like I don't even what did he say he was just like let me come with you or I want to help and Sarah like I think I don't think he gets to even say anything he just screams at Tara as he walks as oh, he, runs he starts to say something he's then like, Tara's like nope. shh my sweet little baby yes. boy yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't actually get to say it. Yeah. So, Terrence, I mean, it's it's the pot. I shouldn't say the pot calling the head of black. It's the characters calling out their own faults. I'm like, crap. Maybe I should have let him open his mouth for two seconds right. to figure out what he wanted. Yeah. Before I left on my sabbatical. Yeah, but like, what what did you think he wanted? You know, like it's really not that hard to figure out. He didn't want you to leave. Like, it's just dumb to me that now he's like, oh, maybe, okay, maybe I should have. You know, maybe I should go find Ben. Or, like, doesn't she tell Aqua to go find Ben? Maybe I'm jumping ahead to another scene. But, like, it's just... Uh, well, Eric, no, Eric, Eric is, like, when she leaves, But says, doesn't, oh, doesn't Tara crap, have, like, a conflict with her where he's like, just go find Ben? I don't know. Maybe I'm mixing up, like, my, my, my Kingdom um, Hearts is this... No, 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 not... Okay. Yeah, yeah, not, not right now, yeah. I think what I'm um, thinking of is, like, Sora... I don't know, like Riku telling Sora to go find Kyrie or vice versa. I don't know, but something like that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he mentions the Xehanort thing. Um, Aqua, you know, says to Ven's like, you know, well, you just literally just covered, and he says, uh, like Aqua says, like I'll stay behind and gather more clues because Terra says he's leaving. Yeah, and she mo- he motions like, hey, go talk to the prince. He's in the ballroom. He might have some some answers and some hints for you, basically. Uh, and then, yeah, he talks about how Cinderella, Cilera- Cinderella, Cil- Cinderella, <laughs> has you know basically given him a glimpse of like belief and faith, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like I do like that part of the scene of he like says, or well, he asks her like, "Do you still have the same dream?" And she says, "Yes." And then he mentions, mm-hmm. "There's this girl here who has a really powerful dream, or something like that." And then 
He like mentions. Yep. She, I think that's how they like talk about the pure hearts. Um, but I don't know. Like like I said, like in Vin's little scene, maybe it's because he was talking to a cartoon mouse, but it felt more you know childlike and you know wonder. Um, versus here between Terra and Aqua, like it just feels more sincere. Them talking about you know. Do we still Definitely. want this for ourselves? So, I don't know. It's just a nice little character moment between them. So, I appreciate that, because those are kind of few and far between in this game, because they don't overlap too, too much. Um, so, I do like that they, you know, have this scene of, like, the two of them overlapping, and I, I think we'll get one of those in the next world as well. Um, but, yeah, it's just... It, again, it's just the game trying to force something to happen where there really isn't anything like even the fact that he's telling her like or she says okay i'll stay behind and find more clues like why like if there's really any more clues to find like surely tara would have stayed as well like you got what you yeah. needed here like you know ven's not here you found tara like there's really nothing because like tara has art he just you know dispatched a giant and burst like there's really not much else to do here except for the fact that Aqua needs something to do, so it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll find the clues. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, in the grand scheme of things, questionable decision-making yeah. from these, <laughs> from these <laughs> got-it-up teenagers. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, yeah, let's just shimmy on into Aqua, because, yeah, it's the same exact scene plays out for her. Um, yeah. So yeah, sh- it's a uh, it's a little noteworthy. Um, when I was playing through Aqua, Terra's version is like very straightforward. Like, is framed and just by the you know the comments that we've just made is a scene that plays out. When Terra in Aqua's version, it's not like a complete one for one beat. There's only right. one kind of key difference. When Terra's walking away and mention and starts talking to Aqua about like going talking to the prince, Terra's shot from like the mouth down to kind of be more sinister. Oh. And I appreciate the approach, but this is again, this is like Aqua World One. Right. Terra hasn't really gone through much. It's like yeah. Terra's obviously the evil one. And I guess I guess we are playing kind of weird, but I guess the traditional way would be to play through Terra, play through Vent, play through Aqua, but right now it kind of feels very but I mean, out of place. Like, you could also you know, just... Terra is going to be the evil one, right? Right. You could start as Aqua, though, and then yeah, like, the first time you see him, it's like, oh, yeah. he's being all shady. Like, it would have made more sense if, like, her first world was Enchanted Dominion. I don't know. It's... Yeah. It's... I understand it's this is weird. like a very <laughs> difficult writing challenge trying to piece all these together, but um, yeah, like for Terra, his order is a chance of dominion, which I guess he, you know, does some shady stuff there. We'll talk about next week, but he does enchanted mm. dominion. Then I don't remember what he does next. What's his canonical order? It's 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 here. It's here. It's Castle of Dreams. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, it's like okay, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Like he, yeah, like it's acting like oh he's he's got all this baggage from his journey now. And it's like well not really, but okay. <laughs> I I I went to go see Aurora. Like I used the bathroom on the way back, and now I'm here. I'm leaving the ball. That's yeah. 
It's it's been about the span of an afternoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, whatever. We are in Aqualand now. Um, so yep. Yep, she starts on the castle, so you can do some exploring. Uh, there's some, f- there's a few goodies in the chest. So particularly, you get a barrier surge, uh, which is a surge yes. of the barrier variety. But it's probably her best move at this point, so definitely want to equip it. Because mm. uh, you get Hell damn yeah. sweet eye frames. You got great priority. You know, some mobility moves. So it's just great. Um, and then you get thunderstorm shot lock, which. It's just like other shot locks, except this one's thundery. But like, my yeah. problem with the shot locks is you level them up. So like when you first get them, they're sh- kind of poopy. Um, but then you level them up to level five, and then they're great. But then anytime you get a new one, it's back to level one. So it's like I don't feel incentive to change it out. Like I'd rather just use the one that's already really good. So like I don't play around with the shot locks too much. Um, okay. Except for, like, I don't know, some characters get, like, unique ones later in the game, so I'll, I'll use those. But, like, yeah, the basic elemental ones, I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. I'm not too fussed about okay. it. <laughs> I I always, like, once one is maxed out, I move on to the next one, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there is that disparity of, like, I was an elemental god, and now, like, I can make a little stream of water if yeah. I do this move specifically. <laughs> you know, it's, you know. It's just the difference between the two. Uh, I mean, I, I appreciate these two early on. Again, Aqua is supposed to be the harder of the campaigns. So getting these two goodies early, just kind of random chests, feels a little like... The game's like, here you go, Sonny, you might need these. Yes, basically. Um, yeah. So yeah, she goes into the room, and she also notices Lady Tremaine is a little sus. Um, but yeah, so we get the whole... Um, I guess now is when we get the whole um, playing out of, you know, Cinderella running. And then everyone following her. Yep. And then Prince Charming runs into Aqua. And somehow he mistakes <laughs> her for Cinderella. Like, do, were, you, were you, like, wearing a blindfold the entire time? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, we have to survey the kingdom finding whose shoe fits this. I think... <laughs> I think Prince Charming is just face blind at this point. Yeah. He's uh You're the girl of my dreams. Oh no, wait, your feet are different. Yeah, Sorry. He's a feet man, apparently. Um <laughs> uh, Hey, my eyes are up here. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> there you go. Um So, yep, Aqua has to make her way to the Sietial. And you can grab a magic recipe in one of the chests on the way, which is pretty handy. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you get there, and Aqua is about ready to choose violence, but then the fairy godmother steps in because she says, hey, I haven't had enough screen time. Uh, so she says, <laughs> Basically. what are you planning to do? Are you just going to go in and murder her? Aqua says, well, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but then... That's the plan. FG has this whole speech about, like, I don't even, I mean, I get what she's going for, but I don't, like, she's saying, like, you can't just go in there and stop her. Like, some people just need to be evil so that the good people can be good. Yeah, like, her darkness is what allows Cinderella's light to shine, and it's like... I don't know. It's a it's a weird message. It comes off as a little uh, yes. victim blamey. 
a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, un- truly unfortunate. <laughs> but but yes, it's it's. Uh, I feel like it's kind of a way to try to prolong the the lifespan of the the story here. Right. But yeah, it's kind of at least for this one instance, and we kind of circle back to it at the end of Aqua's time here. It. It, it's just out of nowhere. Like, Aqua's like, alright, I'm gonna bust down the door, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna headshot them both with my shot lock, and Fairy Gotham is like, alright, no, let's take the convoluted way, that's too easy. Mm-hmm. Which is just another way of saying, alright, I'm gonna shrink you down, girl, because if you just go in this house, there's nothing to do there. So, here you go. Yeah. Which, I guess, suggests that that's how Vin shrunk as well. But then, anytime he comes mm. back, he's still shrinky dink. So, is he just inherently small? <laughs> like truly small boy. Yeah, it's truly, truly a, a soft boy. Um, but yeah, yes, <laughs> she shrinks Aqua down, which is cute. Like I like how Aqua, you know, does both. She she sees the big world, she sees the small world. Although, she only sees like um the living room area, um. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, we fast forward again. Well, what is the timeline here? Actually, it doesn't make sense at all now, does it? So, Aqua was there for when Cinderella f- flew the scene. Then she immediately follows yes. her to the house. But now we're already at the point where Cinderella has been locked in the room, and Jacques Jacques is trying to get the key back. And they've already started the search mm-hmm. for the glass slipper. So, like, that feels disconnected. Like, there should have been a time jump oh, there. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A, th- a thousand percent. So, yeah, in the movie, it's obviously, like, the, the next few days after. Yeah, there's even, the, like, a whole, know, like, transition where, like, it shows the notice and, like, like real-world, like, um, film, like, of this gaudy note of like and then several days passed and they sent out a yeah. search party for all the 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 women's feet in the kingdom um but here it's like theoretically the same night so it's a little confusing that like you immediately again everyone just knows exactly where to go at any times in the series but the duke immediately goes to lady tremaine chateau um but whatever the game I heard you ladies are causing trouble over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Jack-Jack is trying to get the big key back up to Cinderella's room. And, yeah, Aqua pulls out her keyblade, and Jack-Jack notices, Oh, it's a key! I don't know, I'm doing Jar Jar Binks. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like Vin-Vin. So, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Vin was here. Hey, let me go get Tara, because Tara's supposed to be finding Vin. <laughs> um, Just Mr. Vin Vin. But it is, it is, it, it is hilarious how this whole mission is based on escorting Jack so he can get the key to where it needs to be when, girl, you are literally holding a key that can unlock any lock. What are you doing? <laughs> Did you just forget that part Aqua. in the Master's welcome brochure? <laughs> yes. She was reading it, and then Master Erica's is like, Bitch, you gotta get out of here. You gotta track down that kid. Ay, ay. I'm not done with my orientation. <laughs> my onboarding's not done yet. Yeah. like Just throwing me into the work. I feel like it's a Mandela effect where, like, 
I feel like the game should acknowledge that, like, you know, I could just unlock this. Like, I've got a key right here. But, like, they don't. Yeah. And it's just, like, a really obvious, like, okay. <laughs> I'll be curious. This, this, yeah, this prompted me to be like, all right, how often do these kids unlock keys throughout BBS? That's now kind of in the back of my mind going forward. Because mm-hmm. right. when this scene played out and, you know, Aqua's like, I have this. And you know, I was like, yeah, you have a big ass key. That's we can use that. And Jack's like, oh, yeah, Ven's got that. She's like, oh, crap, Ven. And f- completely forgets that I have a magical key yeah. sword that can just... We don't need to do this. We don't need this cat cat and mouse game. Uh, we can just unlock it with my keyblade. But here we are instead. Yeah, like... I don't know. They could have just done something fun with it. Because, yeah, like, they could have just had Lady Shemaine stole the key. And Jack's worried. But then Ox says, oh, I can unlock it using this. Just show me where to go. And then just... You could still escort him. I don't know. But then, yeah, just have her go up to... I don't know. I guess you'd have, you'd have to, like, model... Because, like, we don't really see the door to her room. You just get there through the mouse hole. So I guess they'd have to... True. ...create a whole new room to, like, show the unlocking. Because, yeah, once you escort him, um, it just all happens off screen. Where then she just kind of shows up randomly and she's like, Here I am with my barefoot. Um... <laughs> but it is cute how, once again, they just kind of slot in Aqua. So, like, uh, and again, it, it uh, captures the feeling of the movie well. Like, the stress of the Duke fitting the shoe and running out of time as they're trying to get the key to Cinderella is palpable. And you definitely get that here because Aqua's getting nervous. She's like, Jack, where are you? Come on. Um... Mm. And there's a really cute moment where then she grows big. <laughs> One of my favorite aqua scenes, Whoa! actually. And then, yeah, oh, she falls, crashes on the floor, and then Lady Tremaine's like, "What? What? who is this stranger in my house? What do you want with me? Get out. <laughs> Home invasion! Yeah. And then uh, Aqua has a really cute line where she asks, oh, well, uh, maybe, maybe I could try the slipper. I am a damsel in the kingdom. <laughs> Um, which one is just a nice little character moment, but also it's, uh, it's a diversion tactic to, uh, draw out the proceedings so Jack can make it in time, which he does, because then Cinderella comes running down the stairs, and look at that, there was the right shoe all along. (gasps) Oh my goodness. Yep, plays it like the movie. Slipper breaks, she's like, nah, I always keep a spare. Yep. (laughs) So then, theoretically, I guess... Yeah, then she leaves with the Duke, but then the stepsisters and mother follow her out into the forest, and then she get angry, and she summon big pumpkin heartless, or unversed. Um, <laughs> unversed. And then it immediately yeah. explodes them. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. Like, it's a weird turn I'm of remember events. exactly how it plays out. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's slippers. Tremaine. You see the Tremaine's all jealous. There's like something. And Aqua's like, everything's gonna be okay. Blood curdling scream from the forest. <laughs> this is all part of my master plan? Question mark. So right uh, again, questionable sequence of events, but it does lead to the uh, cursed coach boss fight at the very least. Yep. 
Yeah, I just think it's hilarious because they like cut to the, the the women just standing off to the side, like ah ha ha ha, we got you. <laughs> and then Amherst is just like nope, and just immediately shoots a bomb at them. And then they like it's like they like team rocket blast off again, where they're just ah, truly they, like scatter yep. in the, the air. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I guess they're out of the picture now. So yeah, we just focus on this here boss fight, which is it's cursed coach. It's like the pumpkin coach, but evil. Um, evil. And yeah, it's it's got some moves. It's kind of like the um the tree beard fight, in Enchanted Dominion. Uh, it's like the the tree beard mixed with uh, Terra's Enchanted Dominion boss. So. It's very mobile. Ah. It kind of runs around mm-hmm. the arena a little bit. Um, but it's also got some poisony moves, if I remember correctly. Yes. You gotta be careful here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> It'll send out little pools of poison for you to avoid. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's literally the, like, uh, you know, every time you pause or sometimes when you start the boss fight, it's like, beat up the thing. Here's the thing to watch out for. Yep. It specifically mentions those like poison pools. So yep. yeah, it's got that. It's got a few. I mean, it's in, tr- in true spiny, thorny, co- uh, you know, fashion. It has a lot of like long range, like thorn vine attacks that it kind of throws out as well. Um, but yeah, this. I mean, it's a it's a carriage or coach. Sorry, but yeah, more. Despite being very rotund, an incredibly mobile boss fight, actually. Like, yes. it maneuvers quite a bit. Yeah, you gotta chase it. But yeah, it kind of plays the field, too, by, like... You can summon little goons, and yeah, it can drop some of those poison puddles. Um, and then, if you get too close and you get too greedy, it'll just gobble you up. Because it's, it's, it's a big pumpkin, and it swallows you, and then you gotta mash out to get out, and... It takes a decent amount of health, so definitely watch out for that. Um, but yeah, yep. it's also got some Mordos pumpkin bombs and some basic vine attacks. Um, but yeah, again, it's a pretty... I mean, it's literally Aqua's first boss, so it's not going to be super complicated. Um, yeah, exactly. It does have a ra- reaction, apparently, which I did not actually prompt, but... Oh, well, well, well. Curious if you did. Uh, yeah. Yes, I did get this. Um, so if you block... I don't know if it's specific moves. I, I got this... I think I got it twice. I got it when I blocked one of the vine attacks. And then also... Um, there's one part of its movement where it kind of like... It, it charges kind of a little bit. And I blocked it. And it... Yeah, so... Uh, it prompts that as well. Uh, you could also, if you hit it while it's stunned, you'll get this prompt as well. But it, it's turnover. It's exactly what it is. Aqua uh, flips it over. It's a, it's a moment, so you get a big opening. Uh, I believe it drops some HP prizes as well. Mm. So, nice little addition. Especially for an early boss fight, definitely. Okay, I've definitely uh, done this her. before, but yeah, not in this run. But yeah, this does sound familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it helps a, a little bit, because... <laughs> this is similar to, like you mentioned, Terra's uh, Enchanted Dominion fight. It's a lot of hit-and-run tactics, so whenever you're able to kind of stun right. the hit-and-run boss, just wail on them is always a good time, so uh, much appreciated for that uh, for that command here. Yep. So, yeah, that's the boss fight. We get a little deck capacity Woo! upgrade for our efforts, so that's nice. And yeah, once again, I mean, I guess... 
she, you know, helps deliver the key to Cinderella. So she did impact the plot. But then she's just kind of left like, well, now what? Because, yeah, Cinderella's gone <laughs> and the stepsisters have been blasted. So she's just kind of left there to have some deep thoughts of her own. She questions, you know, how could we destroy this darkness without using the light? Like, what are we really fighting for? And, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a thing. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's... It's... It does... To be fair, give it some credit, it does harken back to... We'll see it later on. We'll see it next time in particular Terra's part of the Enchanted Dominion. But there is a whole, like, light versus dark debate. And from, yeah. you know, Master Ericus is very much like, the light is the only way. And Xanart's like, you know what? Darkness ain't too bad, friend. Just mm-hmm. put it out there. So it does at least dip the toes into the pool of what what truly is the balance here. Right. Um, Very awkward start. <laughs> But at least the yeah, for the again, Cinderella world, like to... questioning the nature of light and darkness when it's all just about who's going to the pageant. Like, mm, okay, <laughs> it feels like we're landing on just a little too thick here. <laughs> a, little, a little bit, definitely. Like, yeah, maybe have that for like, yeah, Snow White when the queen's literally trying to kill her. Um, not ah. yeah, but whatever. So yeah. That wraps it. So we get the same rewards. And then also for, you know, all three of these, once you finish the world, you get the Castle of Dreams command board, which we haven't talked about that yet. And I don't know when we will. Um, But yeah, there's a weird Mario Party side system in this game. Yeah, Um, (laughs) we we touched on it in the prologue, but we very much... Well, it's, oh, I forgot earlier when you were like, shot locks are cool, but I hate going back to the level one version. I was going to uh, slot in like the, oh, have you p- tried playing command boards? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. My favorite way uh, to level up commands. <laughs> by playing Mario Party Monopoly. Yeah. Combination. Yeah. Command boards. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely bring them up. But yeah, it's a way to level up your commands, but it's mainly kind of a mini game. Like, it, again, it tries to disguise itself as, like, you could level up your commands playing this game, when in reality it's like, what if we just threw Monopoly in Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's it's cute that it's there, I guess, but, yeah, I'm not particularly interested. And the same goes for another world we've unlocked, but have not gotten to yet, but it's the Mirage Arena! Hooray! Um... Yes. So in lieu of Olympus Coliseum, uh, we just get an original world, which is the Mirage Arena, which, I mean, yeah, I guess it's cool to have something like Coliseum and one of the quote-unquote spin-offs, um, but I don't know, I never really do it, because, I don't know, I feel like it's, it just feels extra tedious, I don't even know how many rounds there are, there could be less than, like, the usual Coliseums, honestly, but... Yeah, I mean, we'll probably... They... It's like... Y- they are less than the regular Coliseums, but yeah. You have to, like, like don't you have to grind them so you can get points to buy the later cups, or am I misremembering? I don't remember exactly, so mm. I think we'll have to take a trip and see. Yeah, well, it's... I, I, did, I played the first cup as, I think, Ven after Dwarf Woodlands and realized how in over my head I was and said, uh, okay. I'll come back later. Yeah, ex- yeah, but exactly. It's yeah, like, the- don't even bother at this point. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're all, they're all, yeah, it's very much like a, you know, put a pin in it, come back. Probably after you've done the first three worlds is a good time to at least maybe do the first cup in the Mirage Arena. Yeah. They're un, a, a fun, very fun, unlike the Olympus Coliseum Cups, um, enemies will respawn. So you have like one round that where you get like one or two waves of enemies and you move on to the next round. So they're a little less creative and more just like, you know, mobs, mob fights that you'd find in in the Disney worlds. So, eh, but I will appreciate they always end with uh, like a bombastic boss fight with a unique heartless, mm-hmm. or, sorry, unique unversed or unique enemy because some the later ones may not be unversed and we won't go down that route right now. But right. yeah, it's, it, you can, I think you can use Mirage Arena points. You can use it to buy certain commands and unlock certain things. So it's another way to get, I guess, resources to use because again, we're going to be uh, slotting in and merging commands and whatnot. So it's another way to get level ups and get unique commands as well. At the very least, it's something. But uh, uh, I'd be curious. I'll be curious once we go through the Mirage Arena to kind of see uh, what the- I shouldn't say what the difference is, but like what does it offer and how impactful that will be on the gameplay itself. Yeah, maybe we'll have to set aside an episode for later in the game to cover that in the command board a little more in depth. But yeah, yeah. For now, that does it for Castle of Dreams. <laughs> so next week in next episode is the only one that's left, which is Enchanted Dominion. Uh, so, we shall be talking about Sleeping Beauty at the top of the hour. So, definitely looking forward to that one, because I do remember it being, you know, having a little more oomph to it than these other two. So, we shall see. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about. And, yeah, we'll get our our favorite character back, Maleficent. She's definitely gets better and better with every sequel. Um, <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that does it. So it's time for the end of episode wrap. But so, if you enjoyed what you listened to, please rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. You can also subscribe if you haven't already, and tell a friend who also likes Kingdom Hearts things. You can also yeah. email us at khbhpodcast at gmail.com. You can find that in the episode description, along with a little Twitter link if you want to tweet at us in lieu of long-form yeah. communication. Um, and, yeah, that, uh, that, I think that, I think that does it, so... Thanks right. for listening, and thank you for making all of thank our you. podcast dreams come true. Aww. You just have to believe. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, we'll see you next week for the prolonged nap in Enchanted Dominion. So get your little sleepy cap ready and your little candlestick on the plate. With the handle, um, <laughs> and your um, yeah, spinning wheel thing, um, that I don't know the purpose of loom. Loom is that what they call in the movie? I think it's 
isn't it called spinning wheel? Just literally, I'm googling it. It, it might just be. It might just be spinning wheel. Honestly, sleeping there. I guess we'll find. I guess we'll find out. Spinning wheel. Yeah, because they definitely say that they ordered to have all the blank, um, burnt in the kingdom. Yeah, I think it's spinning wheel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll find out the the true origins of the spinning wheel next week. So. Make sure to tune in. But until then. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.